Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of HR Works COVID-19 Update. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to join us. I'm the host of HR Works, Jim Davis, and the editor of the HR Daily Advisor. The pandemic has changed so much about how we work together, how we interact, and has redefined and has redefined many social norms and even etiquette. This also created a whole new book of difficult conversations. Layoffs, pay reductions, employee illness, and even death have all increased over the last months, and with each comes a challenging conversation. Compassion then becomes an important currency of how organizations operate today. Uber, for example, has become infamous for how they fired over 3,500 employees over a Zoom call. Uh, there has to be a better way, and we have with us today an expert in delivering bad news compassionately. We're pleased to have with us today Dr. Anthony Orsini, practicing neonatologist and founder of the Orsini Way. He'll be joining us to discuss tips that employers and HR professionals can use when delivering bad news and having challenging conversations. Dr. Orsini took what he learned as an ICU physician who had to deliver difficult news to families and founded the Orsini Way, a communication training company that helps healthcare professionals and business leaders navigate difficult conversations and build strong relationships. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Employers have always had, and particularly HR, has always had as an onus of their responsibility, uh, communicating difficult things to employees or soon-to-be ex-employees. Um, I don't think it's something that a lot of people necessarily get any training on, and a lot of organizations rely heavily on on the instincts and compassion of their HR staff to sort of just know how to navigate these situations. Um, we've also seen, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, these kinds of conversations have become far, far more common. I was wondering if you could just sort of talk about what you're seeing as a communications expert. Well, there's so many parallels between healthcare and what I do as a physician, a neonatologist who takes care of the smallest premature babies. Uh, there's so much uh, parallels between healthcare and business. And many would be surprised to find out that not only doesn't the HR professionals get communication training, but physicians get very, very little communication training. So when a doctor comes out of medical school and finishes his training, he, he's had maybe one or two hours of, of just discussing how to give bad news and how to treat a patient compassionately. So uh, the HR executive world is, is really very parallel to what's going on in healthcare. Uh, and the good news is that although many of us are haven't been trained that uh, communication training and speaking compassionately uh, is a skill that uh, can be taught, can be taught in relatively a short period of time. And that's why as a neonatologist who gives the saddest and the baddest news of all, um, I felt that it was very important to start the Orsini way so that I can train not only healthcare professionals, but, but business professionals uh, um, as well. And, and that's really been very important. And I've been training HR professionals and business leaders how to communicate for years. But uh, really lately with the COVID crisis, I think the HR world is finding that they're having conversations that they've never had before and really find themselves at a total loss. And that's where I think I can really help because that's something that I've been doing for 25 years. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's, you know, kind of interesting about the way that we talk now, you know, you and I had a conversation before we started about how you prefer to have video conversations, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And the truth is, is that with so many people working remote, when they do get uh, bad news from their employer, it happens over Zoom um, or a similar video chat program. 
And I've read interesting things about the way that person-to-person interaction compares against face-to-face interaction through a, a video chat program that in some regards, the video chat programs are even more intimate because you're seeing someone's full face. It's right there big and, and zoomed in on your screen. And, and that certainly must play a role in how, how these conversations play out. Yes. And I would say 100%, whenever you have to have a difficult conversation, please, please do it over video. If you can in person is of course the first choice, but with COVID that's not possible. But to do it over a Zoom or a different format where you can actually read each other's body language is extremely important. Nonverbal language is about 70% of all of our language. And then another 20% is tone, inflection, and cadence of voice. And so really only 10% of our language is verbal. And so if you want to learn how to communicate with compassion, to give bad news, to have that difficult conversation with an employee, uh, it could be a performance report or it could be separation of employment or what I've been getting lately is help me tell uh, Judy that the person next to her in the cubicle that she sat with for the last 10 years has just died of COVID. Uh, you have to do that uh, with some type of visual so that we can see each other's face and, uh, and when I discuss how you break bad news, that visual is extremely important in building up to that gradually and showing that you are compassionate. And so it's it's extremely important not to do it on over the phone. Um, I thank God all the time that the COVID hit now when we do have the ability to do these Zoom calls uh, before. And so we don't have to do this over the phone. So that would be a big, big yes to please use uh, some type of video conferencing when you're having these difficult conversations. It's a, you know, as someone who's actually received some pretty bad news from from a doctor before, you know, who I don't think had any training either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I've had deaths in the family and I've, I've experienced people that have had deaths. And it's one of these things where it's just so easy to feel helpless especially as the outsider trying to comfort somebody, you know, you always just end up sort of saying the same thing. Like, I'm sorry for your loss. Is there anything I can do? Which can seem almost meaningless. No, there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Uh, The futility of it, I think, is something that I've often thought about. You know, how do you really get through to somebody that's suffering and really try and help them as best you can? I'm curious what you, what your ideas are about that. So I, I was, guess I was, I'd break this into two different parts. One is if you're the person giving the bad news, there's an exact way of doing it. Um, I started in my book, I discussed the acronym that I use to teach communication is program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M. But there is an exact way and a progression of how you break that bad news so that you can prepare somebody for the news. And that's what I, that's what I do for the business leaders and HR professionals. I mean, if you want to teach your HR professionals how to give bad news or how to ha- how to navigate through those difficult conversations, you, you want to learn it from a doctor who's been doing it for 25 years. And that's where I think the Orsini way is unique. So there's a certain progression if you're the one giving bad news. If you're a neighbor uh, or a family friend or something that you just, you meet somebody who just had a loss or just got fired, had bad news, um, you know, saying you're sorry is uh, is the safest thing to do. And 
on an empathy scale, saying I'm so sorry is much more feel much more empathetic than just sorry, which is interesting just by adding those two words. Mm, that is interesting. Do- Dr. Rabbi Kushner, who was the author of When Bad Things Happen to Good People, uh, talks about in, in that book, he talks about how people were so awkward when he found out that his child was dying and they didn't know what to say. And I think his advice is the best advice that I could give you is that if you're feeling uncomfortable in that situation, the worst thing you can do is avoid somebody, right? You don't, you know, they, he talked about in his book uh, how the neighbors would hide behind the bushes because they didn't know what to say. But uh, saying you know, the quote from Rabbi Kushner is say you're sorry and then shut up. And I think that by, by using, and, and there's two reasons for that. One is if you keep rambling on, it will show that you're uncomfortable in the situation and you're more likely to say something stupid. Um, but saying your story and then being there in the moment with the person, not running away, not looking nervous, that's where body language comes in, is that I'm comfortable, I'm here with you. This is what I teach physicians and HR people all the time is that just sitting there in silence, just, it may seem like forever, but it's sending this nonverbal message to the person on the other end that I genuinely am sorry. I'm not just saying it as a cliche because I want to get it over with, but I'm genuinely, genuinely sorry. And that I am here for you. If you need anything, you know, let me know if I can do anything for you sometimes comes off as shallow, but just switching those words around and say, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And then just sitting with them, that sends the message of care, compassion, and it, you don't need to sit with them for an hour, but just a few minutes would be greatly appreciated and will just show your compassion. Remember, it's the nonverbal communication that we're looking for here because your mind will always look at the nonverbal before the verbal. So when, when your nonverbal language and your verbal language don't coincide, which is often the case that I see in business, is that you say all the right things, but your, your body language is showing mm-hmm. the opposite the person who will look at you will always go with the nonverbal. So you can say, I'm sorry, I'm here for you. But if you look nervous, it's going to come off uh, shallow and conflicting. That's very interesting. I mean, it really is an act of bravery. I mean, I've been confronted with that plenty of times, you know, um, where you know, you know that somebody suffered something, particularly a coworker, you know that you have to go do something or say something. Um, Because you don't, like you said, you don't want to hide you don't want them looking around and seeing people averting their eyes. And it just, it's, it's very, I think it's very difficult if they, if you don't have a, a language to use, or if you don't have a little bit of practice. Yes, absolutely. And, and this is where being comfortable in the situation, you're more than halfway there and practicing through improvisational role-playing or practicing just with each other or getting a lecture from, someone like me who really, uh, the first thing I need to do is get you comfortable in the situation. Now, remember, when you're not trained in something, you're not going to be comfortable. So if I asked you to do surgery on someone's heart, you're going to be awfully nervous. (laughs) So um, this is what we're doing to young doctors. And this is what we're doing to a lot of uh, HR people and business leaders is we're saying, I'm not going to train you on how to talk about COVID. I'm not going to train you on how to separate someone with the most compassion possible and still follow the guidelines of the company. So go ahead and do it. And as you said in the beginning of the segment, I hope you're good at it. Well, I found through my research over the last 10 to 15 years that about 15% of the of people that we've trained, and we've trained thousands, 
will knock it out of park. They're compassionate people. I could put them in a situation, tell them to have this difficult conversation, and they will do it with the most compassion. They're beautiful. Another 15%, I could train them 100 times. They're just not going to get it. But there's the 70% of the people that I've encountered, whether they're in healthcare or in business, 70% of those people really want to be good at it. They want to be able to navigate through those conversations uh, with empathy that nobody's ever taught them. And so that makes them nervous. When you're nervous, it shows. And then you're more likely to make a mistake and you're more likely to rush and get out of there. And then the employee leaves that, that Zoom call um, and that employee doesn't feel like the company is empathetic towards their situation or that they were compassionate. And when you're nervous about something, it just comes right through, especially with your nonverbal language. We've talked a little bit about, you know, um, how to comfort somebody. And you did mention that there was a, a process that you use for uh, how to give bad news, which is different necessarily than comforting somebody. Is that something you'd be okay with sharing with us? Uh, yeah, I talk about it in my book at length, but I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the shortened version of it. So the acronym, and I don't particularly like to call it an acronym. I like to call it a roadmap because you don't want to become too mechanical. But the acronym program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M, is a way of just thinking before you go into that room or before you go into that Zoom session, before you go to someone's house and have a difficult conversation, the piece for plan. And you'd be surprised about how many, especially in the HR world, that there's, there's a legal plan. And I know, I know how to separate somebody, or there, but there's, right. no, there's no plan on how am I going to present this. And so the number one rule of breaking bad news which is the G and I'll get to that is gradual that hmm. by the time you give the bad news, the person should already know it's coming. We know that if you're blindsided now in business, usually you've had, you know, you've had a couple of bad progress reports, et cetera. You may know it's coming, but a lot of times you don't, especially we're talking about COVID, right? If you're going to tell, you're going to tell Tony that, um, you know, that Judy died, I might not have an idea. So you need to build up to that. So, have a plan, position yourself. If you're in a room, sit down. Don't do it standing up. Standing up says, I'm nervous and I can't wait to get out of here. Where you sit, how you sit, we go over all of that. The manner in which you sit, your posture. The, the next R is the review, build up to it. Let's start from the beginning about what happened. As you know, Judy was sick, she had COVID. And then move on two or three, four sentences to get to review, to get on the same page. Or as you know, John, um, the, um, you know, you've been in here three or four times and we've had some issues in the past. This is just a way of getting on the same page. Right. The O is for observe. And that's what we talked about before with the Zoom calls. It is extremely important that you know how to control your body language, that you know what your facial expressions, uh, the way you smile, the way you move, um, and and that observe also goes with the um, uh, the tone of your voice, etc. And then uh, the G is for gradual. We talked about that. Very very important. And um, and uh, you want to make sure that that's very gradual. If you're talking about a less devastating di uh, de devastating conversation, maybe just a bad progress report or something. The G is also genuine. You want to be a real person. You know, if I'm going to discuss with you your performance or something that, you know, we're having a problem at work, if you can think of me as a real person, and, and this is the one number one rule that I discuss with, with managers, 
And we just had on my podcast, I just interviewed Stephen Covey, the, the writer of uh, Speed of Trust. And we talked about this at length. If your team members think of you as a genuine person, they're more likely to trust you. So that's the G. Mm. And then the R is a relationship. You need to have a relationship with somebody and you need to, and you can form that relationship. This is what I teach doctors. And this is what I teach business people. I can teach you how to form a relationship, build rapport with somebody in less than 56 seconds. Wow. That's you by, by the way you use your tone, your cadence, your inflection, the way you sit down, the way you become a genuine person, you and I could build rapport. Tony Robbins calls it the rapport. We can build rapport in less than one minute, and that's been shown. Um, so then the A is accountability. After you give the bad news, don't just say, well, call me if you need anything, because that comes out of shallow. You want to be accountable. I'm here for you. If you need anything, just give me a call. And then the M is meet. Let's, let's come up with a date where we can meet again. You know, Judy, I know I just gave you bad news about John. Um, and I'm here for you, um, whatever you need. But you know what, just in case, is it okay if I give you a call in a couple of days to make sure you're okay? You know, I just got called from a company that had a suicide. And so this is the same thing. Now the HR people have to tell everybody that John or, or Joe committed suicide. That's very devastating. Let's get together again on a Zoom call and, and be specific. You know, when doctors say, hey, I'll come back and check on you, or call me if you need anything, that's very shallow. To me, that's like, in the example I use in my workshop, when, when you call tech support at Apple or Microsoft, and the last thing they say to you before they hang the phone up is, Tony, is there anything else I can do for you before I hang up? Now, you know that that person is hoping you say no, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. it's shallow, right? So when you come off and say, hey, you know, I just gave you tragic news. I just gave you bad news. I just told you that your progress report's not well. Um, just let me know if you need anything. That comes off as the Microsoft or Apple guy. Like you really, like you're hoping they say, no, I don't need anything. So, so that's, that's in a nutshell, the acronym. And through my three hour workshops and my learning modules and in my book, I cover this at depth, but it's something that's been tried and true. And if it works for me telling someone that they're, premature baby just died or their child's going to have severe neurological deficits for the rest of their lives. It also works for the business person and for the HR executives. It's really, uh, it's really well said. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share these ideas with us. I, I think they'll be very valuable to our listeners. Uh, thank you. Yes. And uh, I appreciate having, uh, you know, being on your podcast. It was it was just fantastic. And again, any anybody can get in touch with me if they ever need some help. It's my pleasure. And listeners, please check back next week for the next episode of HR Works COVID-19 Update. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at HR Works Podcast. Please feel free to leave comments. Uh, let us know what you think. Thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HR Works.